It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to The Edge with your boy Michael Parsons live in your Bleacher Report app. As always, drop your comments and questions in the chat, and I'll be looking through them throughout the show. That's obviously the big loss against the Dolphins on Christmas Eve. Obviously a great game, uh, well-contested game. I thought it was a great game overall. Finally got against go against my man Tyreek for the second time in my career. Always fun. Um, great battle, between, obviously, between Tua, having Tua-Tyreek duo. Um, prayers up to Waddle. Um, you know, we don't know what's going over there, but... You know, he went out early. But obviously, an extremely fun game. Um, obviously, there was a lot that we can learn from this. Um, obviously, we did way better in the run game. We did, we we just, you know, it just came down to one or two plays that could change the game. Even one that I wish I could take back was the rough and the passer on that third and one. Uh, and I believe we could have got a stop ahead of him to a field goal. And that could have changed the momentum of the game. So, selfishly, I take a lot of blame on that game. Um, whether it was right or wrong, they called it, and I, I got to try to be better as a teammate and not count uh, lose points for my team. So you know that bothers me a lot. Um, and then obviously, my brother um, to my Cowboys fan that went viral because he didn't want to come out of his room after the loss. Um, it can always get better before it get worse. You know, um, I'm gonna die trying for it to get better before it could get worse. Um, just the type of competitor I, that's in me um, that that hurts my. That hurts my soul is to lose, bro. I hate to lose. It bothers me anymore, bro. I go out there every week and try to give my all. And, you know, uh, it's going to get better, I promise. You know, and, and that's something I hold accountable. On a positive note, I hope everyone had a great May Christmas. I hope everyone got their presents they wanted from Santa. Um, I hope y'all got y'all holiday, y'all, y'all spirit up, y'all praise up. I hope everything was great. Um, it's going to be a good show today, and I can't wait to uh, get into it. Um, one. Team, I end up getting my teammate some shoes, um, a nice jacket, and just kept it simple. And uh, the best gift that I got from a teammate, um, he gave me a $1,200 Amazon card. And to me, you know, the Amazon card, you could use it for anything. And that was just a great gift because I use I'm one of them people that use Amazon all the time. I'm probably on Amazon almost every day looking at stuff. I buy from Amazon so frequently. Like, that was one of the best gifts someone could give me. Um, people were hating on that gift, but that was like, you could get you do whatever you want with Amazon. And Amazon, those you know, Amazon is like the best. Like, simple. Um, but let's get right into it. I think this is going to be a good episode. Let's get into the MVP debate after the Ravens win over the 49ers. There's been a lot of talk on social media about MVP being Lamar's to lose. Obviously, great win by uh, Baltimore. I thought, you know, they played a uh, terrific game against the 49ers who 
most think is the best team in the National Football League. And I still think they are the best team in the National Football League. That is the 49ers. Um, obviously, uh, there was a lot of... And let's get into this before we do that. Um, and what defines the MVP candidate is the individual stats, team wins. Like, what is it? You know, it, everyone blares. Like, I don't think it's fair to say that you know, Brock Purdy's out of the conversation off one bad game. Lamar had bad games. Patrick Mahomes had bad games because it's late in the season. Bad games happen, right? I, it's just, you know, Dak had bad games before. Like, it's just not fair just because it happened later. If if you look at how it panned out, right, when we went down to play the 49ers, Dak had four. Well, it might have been three interceptions, but we had four turnovers, right? Um, now, you know, Dak was balling out, playing consistently great. Obviously, we had a couple losses, and now they're saying he's out of the MVP. Purdy was playing very good, consistently, consistently, and then he has a bloop. And then, you know, some of them could have said, you know, they weren't his fault, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but now he's out of the MVP conversation. And obviously, Lamar hasn't played overly amazing this year, but he's been playing winning football, great football. Lamar's been balling. Obviously, a top-five quarterback in the league, and he was on my top-five debate from the beginning, I thought Lamar was playing great football, but there hasn't been a defining moment of what is what makes someone the most valuable player. And, you know, to me, the way that the uh, the Ravens won, I felt like the defense did more than the offense, and they could have beat the brakes off the 49ers if the 49ers weren't so good, right? The 49ers beat us 42-10, to 10, um, we have four turnovers, but look at that margin versus the score was 33 to 19. And this is why I say some people now, they just hear what people are saying, but they don't actually love the game. They're not actually seeing what's going on. How many points off of turnovers did the Niners hold uh, to them to just three? You know, obviously they had a couple great drives and a couple scoring drives, but the fact that the score was 33 to 19 with five turnovers is truly incredible. Um, it's something to really look at. Um, and obviously, the Ravens' defense has been MVP. They have a chance to be number one in scoring, number one in sacks, number one in takeaways, and that's so hard to do. Um, and I just don't think that it, it, like, I think this year it doesn't have to be a quarterback, right? If you're not going off stats and wins um, and you're looking at Ravens' schedule, the 49ers is obviously the best win, but they split with the Browns. They split with the Steelers. Um you know, they they lost to the Colts. So there's not too many, like, great over-the-top wins that you have to force it to a, a quarterback. I think it could be a split. Christian McCaffrey been, is, has over 20 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards in a total t yards, and it's not even in the season. I mean, this can be a completely different, you know. Um, obviously, because it, it, it's obviously they're trying to compare it to wins and how a person is playing and, Winning football, and obviously Lamar's stats aren't over the top, but he's still playing winning football, great football, obviously the best record in the uh, AFC. But that defense, to me, stepped up to the plate and won that game. I, and that's why I always say defense will win championships. And I, like I said, I don't think Purdy played overly bad, right? Um, but that defense just made extraordinary plays. Kyle Hamilton made extraordinary plays. Um and that's it. I mean, let's look at the stats between Dak and Lamar, you know, and Dak doesn't even have the best stats in the league. Purdy's still up there for best stats. Uh, you know, 
there, there's a bunch of players that can be up there for if it's about stats, right? If we're looking at stats, a bunch of players can be up there, right? Um, but they're saying this because obviously they're top of the AFC and obviously they're winning, but their defense is playing extremely well. Lamar's a great playmaker. He makes things out of nothing, made amazing throws. He played like MVP last night. But what is the what are we labeling the terms of MVP, right? Um, and this is the conversation that people want to have. And then let's get into Purdy. I don't think Purdy played bad. And people were looking at my tweet. Um, and they were, they had all these opinions, but not once did I talk about Purdy. I talked about the things that was going on in the game, right? And no, I'm not worried about the 49ers. I mean, everyone that I know, and probably your moms and your fathers were watching the game on Christmas night too. I'm telling my family, watching the game, I'm jotting down my thoughts. Am I worried about the 49ers when I wake up? Absolutely not. I have two children. I'm not worried about the 49ers at all, and that's for Debo and whoever else. I'm talking about the game. That's my fair opinion from my page. I, I don't care what's going over there. They have great players. We have great players. A bunch of players in the league have great players. But I don't think he's bad. I, like I said, you look at the fast action, two, three tip balls, Obviously, interceptions, the one to Kyle Hamilton, I know he wish he got back, but I don't think he played a bad game. I just acknowledge that there was deficiencies in what a lot of people were not seeing, right? I said they were down 21. We talked about Purdy being down, um, playing from behind. Can he play from behind? Can he have that MVP moment where he shows us that it's not a scheme and he is that guy? People fail to realize Coaching matters, right? And I think the 49ers do a great job schematically of, I think Kyle Shanahan is obviously one of the best offensive coordinators, um, coaches in the NFL, right? And they did a great job schematically covering up weaknesses in their team. And I, you look at, and I'm not saying Purdy's a weakness at all before we even get to that, but you look at when they drop back, you've seen guys like Jadavion Clown again after, you've seen when Trent Williams went down, is there more besides that, right? Schematically, everything's quick. They obviously didn't want to get into the drop back game because what? There was a lot of pressure. There's a lot of things that could come up when you get into that game. The 49ers are a front runner. They can play from behind. They play, they like to play from ahead because obviously their defense is so good. That's all I was saying. There's nothing wrong with the truth. People want to say whatever about the truth. Um, like I said, I think Purdy's still having a great year. I have nothing against Purdy. Um, what people are trying to perceive or whatever take from that message is not about him. It's about scheme. Scheme matters. Uh, players matter. Coaching matters. Everything matters when you're talking about the game of football. No player can just go out there and just play whatever he wants and do whatever he wants. That's just not how it works. That's how touchdowns happens. That's how, you know, plays are made. Plays are made through scheme and things like that. Um, but, you know... It, it happens, bro. Everyone has games. Not every interception is your fault, right? We look at Mahomes' interceptions. How many interceptions were actually Mahomes' faults, not from drop passes or things that went to his receiver hands that went into the defense? It, it happens. It's just the reality of the sport. Things aren't going to be perfect. Things aren't going to go the way we want them to go. And that's just the nature of the game. It's adversity. The things that are through. The way Purdy's going to have to bounce back, he's just going to do what he does and put the noise to the hush, right? Nothing, none of this other stuff matters, bro. Um, but that's just my take on the Purdy situation. I never say he had a bad game. 
I just made notice of a simple point. And, you know, it's a point where they're trying to get it to their guys and they just make plays, bro. I mean, look at the hit that Marlon had on Debo. That man just makes plays. He knows how to make people miss. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think people always think it always has to be the strength of the quarterback. That's why we always have to give it to MVP to the quarterback because the quarterback has to be the best player. He has to be the most valuable player. And in reality, it doesn't always have to be the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is the best player on that team. He's been the best player on multiple teams. Even when Cam won the MVP, look at Christian McCaffrey's stats. Like, come on, when they played together, they were magic. They were butter. Obviously, Cam knew that. Christian knows that. Christian, he's balling this year, bro. I mean, it's the truth. People want to cry and complain about the truth, and it's just a reality. Accept what it is. Christian McCaffrey's a beast. He's a horse. He does it all. He's a receiver. He's a running back. He runs hard. He makes people miss. He has great vision. I mean, he's a, it is what it is. That's the truth, bro. Like, Christian McCaffrey is that guy, and I don't want y'all to, like, like, and Debo Samuel, I act like he's a monster. Look at George Kittle's stats. He's leading almost every stat for a tight end. Debo Samuel, he's made the most missed tackles in the NFL. Like, you don't, like, so when we say MVP, it doesn't always have to be a quarterback. There is so many players that is the best on the team or the best in the NFL, right? I mean, let's just be real. Let's have a reality check. Let's just be realistic. It doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't always have to be a quarterback. And we don't have to give it to a quarterback this year, right? And and that's just the truth. And then we'll get into the drama in Denver, right? We got Russell Wilson. Obviously, people would say, are we surprised? I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm surprised that they decided to make this action now. Um, but what, it's it's kind of crazy because obviously we've been saying with Derek Carr, um, women doing all this stuff, like, um, obviously, it didn't go the way that people planned it, right? Um, as pre-March 17 released, Russell Wilson uh, can have an $85 million of dead cap, uh, $39 million cash in 2024. Um, if he passes physical in March, whatever, whatever. Um, I know you guys probably all know this. Um, they don't want Russell Wilson to get injured or anything. Um, obviously, this means he's probably going to get released. What does this mean? And obviously, we're seeing it with Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, I mean, Matt Ryan before. I mean, but what does this mean, though, right? I think, and it's not Russ's fault because he's still playing a great game, but when you're Denver, right, and you're like, okay, you got to think when they had Tim Patrick, Corliss, Sutton, this is before all the injuries, they're like, we have all these weapons. We got the running back. Javante Williams was good. Um, the defense was obviously always been great in Denver. We need a quarterback that's going to take us over the top, win big games, and um, send us to the Super Bowl. Now, Russell Wilson is playing good football. If we could pull up his stats um, and compare him to anybody else, even Lamar or anybody else, he is playing great football. But people don't want to hear about a guy playing great football. And that's the reality. Like, this is the business, all jokes aside. People want to win those big games. You need to get us over the hump. So they're basically saying this, you know, just like how they got rid of Von Miller. You know, they got rid of Randy Gregory. Um, they got rid of a bunch of other guys on the team. They're in rebuild mode. I mean, Russell Wilson has three, over 3,000 yards, 26 TDs, eight interceptions. He's still playing great football, but they're in rebuild mode. They're basically saying, we don't want to pay you all this money anymore. We can find a guy to come do this, and we're going to use this money to build again, draft capital, get other players, and have a re fresh start. And that and that's just the nature of the business. I I mean, 
we're seeing it more and more. Um, that's why I think contract structuring and wording is so important. Um, the importance of a good agent. So these type of things can't happen or won't happen. Um, and, and, and that's just reality. You know, they're always going to look out for the best interest of their team and who's running it, you know, and, and, and it's messed up. But, um, you know, I think they feel like Russell Wilson can't take him to that Super Bowl. They feel like he can't be that Super Bowl caliber quarterback that they thought he was or could be. And I think Russell could be. I don't think I'm not putting that narrative on him. I think he's played great football. He's done a lot of great throws, made a lot of big plays for them. Um, but obviously they feel otherwise and they're, they're trying to go into a different direction. Um, even Gino, what Gino, Gino said this after uh, tweeted this. He said free three. And in reality, um, Russell playing as a top quarterback, this league, and, and this is a bad situation. Um, Obviously, not feeling wanted by an organization. Um, when you kind of you come into an organization and you got so many high hopes and you got so many plans that you want to take an organization, and it doesn't take you there. Obviously, it sucks. And uh, you know, I think it, I think it'd be great for Russ to be, have a fresh start. You know, I think Atlanta, New Orleans, um, maybe New York. I think the Steelers may be coming to that direction. Um, but I think Russ will be on a prove-it year next year. I think he's going to have a chance to prove himself and do what he does best. And I think he's going to have to make plays and show people why they made a mistake um, and things like that. And another story out this week is Jair getting suspended for one game for conduct detrimental to the team. Um, basically, he pulled himself captain for the coin toss before the game against Carolina. Um, and let's hear Jair explain his uh, decision. So were you supposed to be a captain? Because the team announces the three game captains and you were the fourth and you called a toss. What happened there? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so. So you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like, a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know, so they, they knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to, to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half. Yeah, no, I told them that. Uh, I said uh, I want I want our defense to be out there, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Did, he, did he say that to you? Yeah, he did. The mic, the mic was on. Oh, well, yeah, he heard you. Oh, really? No, he was just like, defer. I was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. Everybody was laughing. I'm like, what y'all laughing at? Like, it's pretty obvious what I'm asking for. So did anyone say anything to you when you got back to the no. sideline? <laughs> Why would they? The way I look at it, Jair has been a leader of this team. He's been a franchise. Obviously, he's a franchise player for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's almost as if I think he should have been a captain. Obviously, from Charlotte, uh, the coaches have that research. They have that knowledge. And they could appoint him uh, captain if they wanted to. They just chose not to make that decision, and he made it for himself. Uh, you know, the main message that I heard from that, and he said the guys had his back. You know, obviously, if there was an agreement or whatever in the locker room where they felt like it was okay for him to do that, they, it didn't matter, and they felt like they could have... Uh, went out there. I think that's it was okay. Um, if that wasn't the agreement, then obviously uh, there should be some other discussion. Obviously, the coaches or the head ups uh, felt some type of way about it. But it, it kind of is what it is. You know, 
Um, the internet's going crazy over this, and I, I have no idea why. I think uh, he's a man that just wanted to be a captain and show his family why he was one of the best players for their franchise and uh, the work he's put in has shown. I mean, this is an all-pro, uh, Pro Bowl cornerback, and he's gave it all to Green Bay. Um, so I think at least they could have done was made him captain. Um, I think they could have fined him, uh, especially they're playing the Vikings this week. Uh, this is a big game with Justin Jefferson out there. You hate to be in that image like, oh, we lost because we didn't have our best corner or this type of situation. And you kind of know where it goes with that. Uh, Jair was selfish and things like that. Uh, that's the type of image that people will portray um, because of this. I felt like they could have fined them. I felt like the suspension may have been a little bit over the top. Um, a nice fine, um, something he can afford or whatever, uh, could have done enough. You know, I think um, it might have been over top, and especially how the Vikings, they threw for over 400. They got some great weapons over there, obviously, with Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't know how Addison's feeling. I think he went down last game, but I'm not too sure about that. But I think this may have went over the top. Uh, but, you know, obviously the Packers are better with Jair out there. Um, and, and this is a sad situation for someone getting suspended. Um, for for that type of incident, you know, uh, I could think of a million other reasons why someone might get suspended. Maybe something off the field or uh, something um, completely uh, vile and things like that. But this is a guy, in his eyes, was just a guy like, man, I just want to be a captain in my city and uh, and have a good good game and winning. And they did win, so you know, this is a tough decision to see. But uh, towards the end of the episode, let's take some final questions. Um, from the chat, I want to hear from y'all, um, and let's get into it. If Dad gets an extension this offseason, will he get close to sh- share tiny money, type money? Um, I don't know if the market's like that. I think Dak has a chance to hit up to like 270, 260, um, between that 55 million and that 60 uh, million range. I don't know how long of an extension he's going to get. I don't know um, what type of agreement they are in, um, but I'm pretty sure. Um, my guy Dak, every dinner I go to is going to be on him. Uh, is Joe Flacco Lee? I mean, obviously, Joe Flacco's always been a great player. Uh, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, um, and he's been in the league for a long time. He's made some great plays, been in the league for a while. Um, you know, so I think uh, it's very exciting um, uh, what he's doing, and I think he has a chance to be comeback player of the year. Are we witnessing the beginning of Patrick Mahomes' downfall? That was a tough loss to the Raiders. Uh, I don't think so. You, you, I look at it as this is a team uh, that's just going through the motions. I mean, everyone goes through it. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, he's an MVP. He's a, he's a two-time Super Bowl champ, uh, Super Bowl MVP. This is not his downfall. Um, you know, it's always going to be some rain before it gets sunny. And I think right now it's just it's being a little rainy. And uh, it's rainy right now in uh, Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, they got great leaders over there with Patrick, Travis, uh, Chris Jones, LeJarrius Sneed, vet guys, uh, Nick Bowen, they have a great unit over there. I think they can turn this around. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes still playing at a really good level. I think it's just a lot of frustration, a lot of things going on right now, but it's going to clear right through. Should the Raiders remove Interim um, from Antonio's Pierce title? Uh, for sure. I think he should be the head coach. The way this team's locked in and bought in since he took over, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a deal done before 
the end of the season or right after the season ends. I mean, the way the way he's done and performed as a head coach been amazing. Teams buying in, they're smoking cigars. It just seems like they got the love, the passion for football over there right now. And it's always good when the Raiders is a really good team. Is Tommy DeVito's Cinderella story over? Um, not necessarily. You never know what could happen with Tyrod. Uh, injuries happen. But Tommy DeVito, um, we've been seeing that as Josh Dobbs and Tommy DeVito and other players, you know, and, you know, Jake Browning, they go on these tears and uh, they feel like they could go in other directions. We'll see what happens. But Tommy was playing really good football, got some really big wins. So it'll be interesting to see who's going to pick number one in this draft. Um, obviously it'd be Caleb Williams, but I don't know if it's going to be about the Bears. I do not agree that the Bears should take him. I think Justin Fields put his team in positions to win a lot of games. They just didn't finish. I think another year with Justin, our quarterback, could go uh, really, really far. I think he's been really, really great. Um, and I hope to see him in the Bears uniform. I think a team might trade up uh, to go get Caleb Williams, though. Are you going to play all ball this week? Uh, that's not my job to come in here and tell y'all game plans. Uh, this is my job to try to give y'all news and thoughts around the league and, and just keep it real simple. Um, and that's it. You know, I'm not trying to get out here and, you know, give away what I'm going to be doing this week and things like that. Uh, Lions question, should Dan Campbell be win coach of the year? For sure. The Lions haven't won a division in uh, over 30 years. Crazy stat. I mean, the Lions are looking good. They're locked in as a top seed in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, the Lions is just truly the, the way he turned that organization around, the way he got them players to buy in, um, it, it's truly amazing. I'm super excited for the game. Um, it's going to be so fun uh, playing against Dan again. We played him last year at home. Uh, really close game. Really fun. Um, and But Dan, I mean, he's just been a great coach. I mean, it's truly amazing what he's doing over there. Um, and so excited to play them. Um, and, you know, it, it's really exciting to see what the uh, Detroit does in playoffs also, obviously being locked. Um, but, you know, th this is the last episode before the New Year, so I want to hear from y'all, um, y'all New Year's resolutions. Um, do y'all believe in that? Um, you know, I'm not someone that believes in fresh starts. You know, I believe every day is a fresh start. Every day you get an opportunity to change your narrative. You don't need a new year or a new week to uh, believe in that. I believe uh, that's the beautiful thing about life. And the thing that I don't believe a lot of people cherish enough, uh, God is amazing. You know, God gave me uh, today to open my eyes, close my eyes, hug my daughter, hug my family, and just, um, you know, really appreciate life, that daily blessing. So I don't need uh, a new year that God blesses with to change that. You know, I got every day to go out there and, uh, you know, the the most amazing blessing you get every day is to open your eyes. And not everyone gets that. So, uh, you know, I, I'll never believe that. I believe every day I get to open my eyes, I get to change my narrative. I get to change what people believe um, and how great I'm, uh, how great I can be today. And, you know, the uh, the difference between those who are great, you know, they got to figure it out. And those who don't got to figure it out, they make excuses why they don't got to figure it out. And, uh, you know, I'm just extremely blessed. And I hope everyone out there is blessed, too. And I hope y'all have a blessed uh, new year. And if you are a person that's waiting for that next opportunity or that next year to say, this is going to be my year, make every day your year. Make every day your opportunity to go out there, shine, glow, uh, be amazing, uh, cast, uh, you know, all your love and energy upon others who need it. Um, go work for your fruits, your labors. Um, 
because the perspective is, is that you don't need that. You know, you got this every day. You got this amazing opportunity um, that God still bless you here. You wouldn't be here for if it wasn't for God and you you have a reason to be here and it's something special. So keep uh, striving for that every day. And I believe you got that. And, you know, that's it. I appreciate everyone for coming in, uh, tuning into the edge. You don't believe how much I believe your support. And I uh, can't wait to see y'all soon. See y'all next week.